Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds. Wherever you listen to The Bar, we are grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show off every week by thanking the listeners, man. You guys make this fun. You guys make this enjoyable. I'm telling you, I uh, had to risk everything, almost everything, the last couple of weeks just to get you a show out on Tuesday. Some of them were right at the buzzard, literally recording in my hotel. And the reason why I did that, man, first of all, you know, always to give God glory. Second, man, because I wanted to maintain the streak, man. I wanted my listeners to wake up on Tuesday morning and have a podcast. So by God's grace, we was able to keep it going. And, uh, and, and I just love, uh, providing that for you, being that source, that resource for you. And like I have every week, I have a special guest. This guest is actually special to me. Uh, it's funny. We have never met, but we have clicked like brothers. And uh, there's so much love and respect uh, for this gentleman, and I appreciate him coming on the show. Have on with my brother, none other than Mr. West. How are you, sir? Hey, Dwayne, man. Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Man, actually, me too. Uh, you know, when we connected and you kind of told me what you had going on, I knew I wanted to have you. And um, and we kind of just uh, my hit. I guess I could be transparent. So when I left my old job, uh, I disconnected my Outlook from my uh, <laughs> from my phone, and I, for whatever reason, some of my contacts were connected to my old job account, and so I lost a lot of names and numbers. And I said, "Man, I saw I saw you in one of our favorite Facebook groups." I was like, "Man, I ain't talked to Wes in a while," and I tried to text you right then, and realized I didn't have your contact anymore. So I was like, "Man, let me hit Wes up <laughs> and uh, and get his number at least." And when we started back talking, man, I was like, "You know what?" We got to bring back the local pastor spotlight. This is my favorite uh, edition of the bar, as well as the listeners' favorite. A lot of people love the local pastor spotlight, and uh, we we brought you in, Wes, because that's that's your context right now. And so I'm gonna give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, you the opportunity to do that right here. Okay. Well, thanks, man. Again, uh, just thank you for having me on. Um, I love the local pastor spotlight, too. That's my favorite part about what you do. Um, I mean, I love hearing from, you know, Dr. Moeller and so many of those those great guests that you have on. But 
Uh, my heart is for the local pastor. Um, my name is Wes Johnson. I'm from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Our claim to fame is Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. That's how people know where we are. Um, or, our other or claim Kobe to White. Fame, or Kobe White. Well, you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, I know you're a Carolina fan, so I'll let that one slide. The other claim to fame is barbecue, and um, you're from this area, so you know that we have the best barbecue anywhere in um, in in the country, world, world, planet, yeah. <laughs> universe. And uh, we actually have a sign when you come into town. Um, I mean, it's, it's a small town, you know, Goldsboro. And uh, but we have this big sign that says "Barbecue Capital of the World," nice. and um, it's it's the truth. It is the truth. If you've never been, you've got to come, come east and get some real barbecue. Uh, so I'm from Goldsboro. I've lived here all my life. Um, I um, just real quickly, um, I've got to say that um, I have a godly heritage. Um, I'm thankful for my mother and my father who raised me in the church and who taught me the things of the Lord. And um, I am who I am today because of their influence and their guidance in my life. And so I'm thankful for my godly heritage. Um, I've, As I said, I've lived here all my life. Um, I, um, I'm married. I have a wife named Charity. She works for the Boys and Girls Club here locally. And an 11-year-old daughter named Nora Grace. And uh, I've been the pastor of Pineview Baptist Church, um, just outside of Goldsboro, since August of this year. Uh, it's a, a new um, pastoral call for me, and I'm sure we'll get into to that a little bit. Um, but that's me. That's who I am. Awesome, brother. Well, listen, that, I mean, you know, everything about that, you guys, I can verify, especially the barbecue part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all true. All yes. true. And so... Yes, sir. And so, you know, being the local pastor spotlight, uh, and, and let's talk about, uh, but before we get to the actual church, what led up, up to you, uh, being a part of this current church? What, what were some of the things that happened that, that got you to the place where you took on this, this role as pastor? Um, I, I missed a part of that question. So would you mind just yeah, rehashing? No that problem. Real quick? No, I just said, uh, what, what are some of the things or events that led up to you pastoring this, uh, this current church? What are some of the things that happened significant wise that led up to you taking this role as pastor at this church? Okay. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to, how to, uh, break this down in, in the simplest way and not go on some long tangent because this is a story that could take, Day. Do it, man. It's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> but um, I don't want to do that to your listeners. And you know I'm a Baptist, so I can talk about <laughs> um, Listen, we'll make it a I, part uh, one and a part two. Just go for it. Oh, they don't want that. They don't want that. <laughs> um, long story short, um, I uh, years ago I found myself in between churches and um, was not pastoring, was, was looking for opportunity to pastor, but um, the doors weren't opening and I wasn't getting phone calls and I was just very, very frustrated. I was in a, a bit of a dark place. I wasn't doing what I was called to do and was sitting at another local church under another pastor who has now gone on to be with the Lord. And um, Every Sunday, he was just he was all over my toes and he was telling me what I needed to do. And I knew what I needed to do, but I just wasn't getting the opportunity. And so I was so frustrated. And I got a call from a friend of mine 
and uh, he used to pastor here in Goldsboro, and he said, look, he said, there's this church in town, the one I used to be at, a little small country church out in the middle of nowhere, and um, they're down to seven or eight people, and they're trying to figure out how to close the doors. Um, they just need somebody to go in there and preach to them and love them for a few weeks. Do you think you could do that? And I said, yeah, you know, I can, I can do that. What else have I got going on? And it was a little independent Baptist church and I'd never been an independent Baptist in my life. And I was a little bit afraid of, <laughs> of what that meant. Um, if you're from this area, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I agreed to go to that church and that first Sunday we walked in the door and there was about six or seven people. Um, my daughter was the only kid there. This was about nine years ago, nine or 10 years ago. And, um, they were just very, tired they were um they were give out they were tired of fighting to keep the doors open they didn't know what to do and they just they just needed someone to come in and love them and so i preached to them for a few weeks and um then they started asking well hey would you be our pastor and i kept saying uh that's this isn't this isn't me this isn't my background this is not you know it's just not me and so I kept preaching to them, and I told them I'd stay on for a few months as their interim and, and help them figure things out. And um, things just started slowly happening. Um, we started getting some visitors pop in, and there was a little bit of excitement, you know, brewing among among people in the congregation. So they kept asking me, "We be our pastor? We be our pastor?" And I kept saying, "No, no, no." And um, and finally, after a year of being their interim, what what was supposed to be just a couple of weeks turned into a year. And um, I finally, God just wore me down and um, and it helped me to see that this was what he had for me. And I didn't know why I didn't understand it. Like I said, I, I wasn't an independent Baptist. Um, I, I, I didn't travel in those circles, but God just, he, he really worked on me. And after a year, I told him, okay, I'll be your pastor. And so we got started, um, you know just trying to slowly build back up the church and the local body. And we had some successes. We had a lot of failures along the way. Um, but after a period of a few years, we had actually um, grown to around 60 or 70 people. And um, I mean, we, were, we weren't you know, busting any doors down, but we were certainly doing some good work in our community. We had a little food pantry that was operating out of our fellowship hall and um, you know, we'd have visitors come in every Sunday, so word was out. Things were just going really, really good for a small rural country church. And uh, a few years ago, we had a bad hurricane, uh, Hurricane Matthew. You remember that one, I'm sure. I do. And our building that we had was already um, in need of a lot of repair. It was in need of a lot of work. It needed a new roof. We didn't necessarily know that at the time, but it did. And so Hurricane Matthew comes along, and it just destroyed our building. And we had standing water in the sanctuary. Uh, we had to go in and completely gut out the walls in uh, part of the, the building because water had just come down through the roof and just decimated the building, and we, we couldn't use it. It, it, was, it was developing mold very, very quickly. You know the climate here and very, very humid. Oh, yeah. And so um, we had to make a decision at that time. Um, to do something quick. And so um, I got together with some of the leaders and we decided we'd go into a hotel room, a conference center at a hotel, uh, and we'd meet there temporarily and then put a plan together to to fix our building. 
keep in mind, very rural community. Um, we don't have a, a lot of finances. Uh, there's not a lot of big givers in the church. And so we had to figure this thing out. What are we going to do? And so um, in the process of that, you know, we, we moved into a, a hotel conference room. Um, that first Sunday, approximately half of our congregation just decided we're not coming back and mm. went down the road um, to another church because it was close. And so there was an immediate just sort of um, shock that happened to us, and, and we were dejected. And now we're really worried because, you know, we already don't have any money, and now about half of our folks have decided not to return. Um, so we were we were just sort of floundering around, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of refer to it as a wilderness period. Um, I didn't know what to do. And if I can be real honest here, man, um, yes. I, I just I didn't have – I didn't have a plan. Um, I, I made a lot of mistakes during that time. Um, and, and looking back on it, I see that now. I know that clearly, and I've learned from it, hopefully. But um, we were just, you know, we would meet in the hotel. We we made a connection with the local Salvation Army, and on Wednesday nights, we'd go over there, and we'd have a community Bible study with them. Um, and then finally, we ended up in a, 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 a a church fellowship hall. There's a local church here in town that they agreed to let us use their fellowship hall on Sunday morning. But through this two-year period, you know, we began to lose people. People began to get discouraged. And um, so we actually once again got down to just about 15 or 20 people or so trying to, we were going through it all over again. You know, I'm looking at the finances. We can barely, you know, keep afloat. And I'm thinking we're going to have to close the doors. And so I, I called my leaders together again, and I said, look, I said, um, I don't see another way. You know, I think we need to go ahead and consider what steps we need to take to close a church. And so I asked them to pray about it for a couple of weeks, and we'd, we'd meet back up. And, and you know, all this time I'm praying, and I'm frustrated, and I'm just I'm angry at what's happening. Um, and and I, I just kept sensing God. It was like God was just speaking to me, just just wait, just wait, mm. just wait. Um, it, I, it wasn't an audible voice, you know, clean it up, man, clean it up, clean it up. It wasn't an audible voice, but I just kept sensing, just wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. And so one day I got a call from a guy that I barely knew. Um, he, he randomly called me and he said, look, Hey, I, I've heard about the church. I'd like to just sit down and talk with you sometime. So I said, okay, sure. I didn't know what he wanted. Um, I didn't know what was going on. He he was the director of a local Christian thrift store, and come to find out, he was also um, basically a volunteer associate pastor for another local church, a church that had recently lost their pastor uh, due to some sickness and some other things. And so he reached out to me. We sat down for coffee one day, and, and I just told him where we were, what we were doing, the things that had been happening to us, and that we were really trying to figure out whether or not to close the church. And he told me where they were at. They were also low in number. Um, he was volunteering sort of as an interim pastor. Um, he wanted to to stay in pastoral ministry, maybe as an associate pastor. He had never served as a, a, a senior pastor before. And so I agreed to go with him on a Wednesday night to this other local congregation and sit down and talk. And so I did that. And we met and I told him who I was, who we were, what we were going through. And when we finished up that meeting, they said, well, why don't y'all come in a couple of Sundays and just worship with us? And I said, okay, that sounds good. You know, we don't have a building. We don't have anywhere to go. 
sure, we'll be here in a couple of Sundays. And that was around Thanksgiving of last year. And they invited me to preach. Uh, we worshiped together. Our styles were, were very similar. We're sort of, um, we're traditional, but we do a little, a, a little bit of blended worship. And um, very, very similar. They were Southern Baptist Church. We were Independent Baptist Church. And um, we hit it off well. We got along great. And so they said, well, why don't y'all just come back? And so we just started coming back. And basically, long story short, we never left. <laughs> um, after a, after about a year's time, we got to talking about merging. And, and I said to them, we've, we've already done that. And um, we made it official a few months ago. Um, we held congregational meetings and we voted to merge. And um, that's the short version of where we're at right now. Nice, nice. That's the short version. I was just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I could talk, man. I told you. No, I could talk. that's good. No, that's good, man. Because you know what I love about you know, and you do too, about the pastor discussion, man, is it's gonna, you know, somebody's somewhat either in that situation or maybe facing that situation, uh, and it's good to hear what other pastors are doing, man. So no, that's. Uh, I'm glad you shared it. Uh, you could have shared more on that. Um, so kind of to dig in a little bit more talking about merging, uh, and, and your seem seemed seamlessly, uh, what were some of the challenges on it? If there were any, and if there weren't, uh, just, you know, how, what made it, you know, uh, I guess go, go smoothly. Um, challenges there, there certainly have been some, it, it has been a very, very smooth process for us. Um, you know, our church voted to essentially close the doors and to join the membership of this other congregation. Um, and so Harvest, which is the, the church that I was originally the pastor of, um, doesn't technically exist anymore. Um, and our members have joined Pineview Baptist Church and Pineview officially called me as the pastor. Um, the, the challenge, I think, um, and and it's fixing itself, you know, as we continue to worship together and and Sunday school together and, and fellowship meals and things like that. But the big challenge has been um, getting people to see sort of a, a one church vision because you mm. have two churches that have joined together. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's still sometimes it seems like, well, you know, on this side of the church of the people from this congregation and on this side of the church people sit from from that congregation (laughs) in the beginning there was very much a it was you know we our finances were separate um they had their pastor and we had our pastor and um it it seemed kind of like we were just cohabitating we were just sharing a facility and so Mm -hmm. finding ways to to foster unity foster a sense of community that's been the challenge there's it's it's not like um anyone was standing in the way of that it's just something mm-hmm. that has to organically kind of happen and so we've had to do a lot of um we've had to do a lot of fellowship meals we've had to do a lot of things to try to um to just get people comfortable you know and talking um because i mean this is a new thing you know i mean I, i've never seen locally i've heard tell of things like this happening but i've never seen it um right. and so this is uncharted territory for me and I'm just having to learn on the fly. I really am. Um, but but the longer we worship together, the longer we uh, we sit and talk around a table and we share a meal, the more I see those things just organically happening. And I'm seeing friendships develop and trust build. 
Um, and those things take time. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge. No, that makes sense. It does. And, uh, you know, recognizing it, <clears throat> you know, I, the, I always think of this, man. I don't know if I'm just crazy, but I think about, uh, remember the Titans, right? When mm-hmm. they brought the, the guys together, you know, and it just, it took them, like you said, just, just continually being around each other. Like he had to force it, but it sounds like your congregation is trying to, trying to actually make it happen, uh, yes. without <laughs> any force action. But that, yeah. that's a beautiful thing, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, one more question before the break. Um, as far as, uh, cause you, you work full time. Let, let's, let's talk a yeah. little, I just want to talk a little bit about that as well. Cause you're, you're a pastor, uh, you know, a vocation, you know, you, you actually have a full time job as well as try to maintain this. Um, tell, tell my listeners, I guess what you do full time and then, uh, talk about how you balance that life. Uh, you know, even if you don't think you do it well, you know, how do you, you know, try to, try to balance it at the best, best of your ability by God's grace? Okay. Um, I work full time for a, um, a broadcast television station here based here in Goldsboro. Um, I've worked there for well over 15 years. I can't even remember exactly, but, um, I, um, I work 40 hours a week at, at the job at my television station, at not my television station, but at the television station. I work in production. Um, my main job is to uh, write copy, uh, shoot commercials, edit. Um, and so I, I get to meet a lot of interesting people and a lot of mom and pop, you know, businesses, restaurants, barbecue restaurants, good things like that. Um, and so I really, I really enjoy that. And it's still ministry because it is a Christian television station. It's owned by a nonprofit and they do a lot of, um, a lot of work in the community, a lot of giving to various organizations in the community. Um, and so I love my nine to five. I really enjoy it, but my heart is in pastoring. My heart is 100% in, in the pulpit and in the house of God. Um, balancing it, I, you know, honestly, I don't feel like I do it well at all. Um, that's something that I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm learning at, um, you know, my first ministry is my family, um, something that I heard a pastor say years ago. And, and I, I quote it all the time. I make sure my folks know, um, I will not sacrifice my family on the altar of the church. They're my first ministry. And so, um, balancing family, balancing a 40 hour work week and, and balancing pastoring is a, a definite challenge, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have any answers on it. Um, you just have to do it. And um, I'm thankful that I'm in a place now, as our two churches have joined together, um, I have an associate pastor for the first time, and he's also bivocational, but we have different days off, and it just works really, really well. Um, he's a great guy. We get along wonderfully. And, um, we're able to, you know, I can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I can't get away from work. Can you run to the hospital? Or, you know, it's, it's just, that's a big help in, in balancing, um, all of my different duties. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody need help, man. That's for sure. Yeah. That's awesome that you have that, uh, to help, man. Good deal. So right here, we're going <clears> to <throat> take a quick break and we'll be right back. Bye. This is Todd Friel of Wretched Radio. If you want to tune into something, radically different, unlike anything anywhere, tune in to Babar. That's right, Babar. Black, Biblical, and Reformed. Nobody is doing that. It only has one B? Uh, Never mind. 
All right, we're back in here with my man, Pastor Wes, Brother Wes. Uh, so excited to have you on the show, man. Really, really, uh, really awesome time. Um, right here, we're going to get into our bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask <laughs> all of my guests. And uh, you, you know them probably already, so you probably got your answers prepared. So the first signature question <laughs> is, what kind of music do you listen to? You know, I purposely didn't prepare my answers because I wanted to just sort of shoot off the cuff Good. here. Um, I, um, I, man, music, I'm all over the place. Um, the joke in our house is I don't listen to them unless they're dead. And, uh, that's <laughs> mostly true. That's mostly true. Um, I, I like classic rock. I love sixties and seventies rock. I love, uh, nineties rock. I like jazz. Um, I listen to, I, I don't listen to a lot of worship music. Um, but I do like the stuff by Sovereign Grace. Um, so those are some things I listen to on a regular basis. My favorite singer is James Taylor, North Carolina. Um, yeah, man. Got to love his voice. And so that's that's what I enjoy. Sweet. All right, next signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? Um, again, I'm all over the place. Um, I, I'm never – I'm too ADD to just read one thing at a time. And so um, I'm always working through three or four different books. Um, I love I love novels and fiction. Um, I just picked up John Grisham, The Guardians, and I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Um, I just finished not too long ago um, a book by Sinclair Ferguson um, in the Year of Our Lord, which is just a wonderful little um, brief overview of church history, or maybe even a an introduction to someone who's never really spent some time going through uh, church history. So that was a great book. Um, I'm reading a lot of commentaries. Um, I'm currently preaching through Titus and Timothy, and so I'm, I'm reading ahead on that, um, three or four different commentaries. And um, I'm trying to think. That's probably about it right now. Oh, my table talk. I, I read my table talk every day. got to give a shout-out to table talk. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> That's part of my – it's part of mine too, man. Also a previous sponsor of the bar. So table talk, we could use you again. So anyway, <laughs> next signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any. Okay. Um, I listen to, um, I listen to the bar. I honestly do. Um, you're probably the most, uh, regular thing in my, in my podcast rotation. Um, oh. and so yeah, no, I mean that I'm not just saying that because you invited me to be a guest. Um, you know that, you know that I listen. Um, I listen to, um, th there's nothing that I, you know, I kind of come in, in spells. I'll, I'll get, I'll get behind on the bar and I'll listen to 10 episodes and binge it. And then mm -hmm. I'll move on to something else for a few weeks and I'll binge it. Um, there's a podcast that I love. Um, you know, that health has been a big thing for me in the last couple yep. of years and, um, my diet, getting that right. Um, and so, I listen to this podcast called The Doctor's Pharmacy, but it's pharmacy with an F, so F-A-R-M, pharmacy. And um, it's really made a big impact in, in what I eat, what I put into my body. Um, so that's a, a podcast that I love as well. And then I listen to um, some sermons from some buddies of mine, you know, local pastors like like myself. I'll, I'll go to their website or their Facebook page and uh, listen to their sermons on a regular basis. Awesome, bro. I'm going to have to look up that doctor's pharmacy. You know me and you're supposed to be having a, a chat anyway to help me out, you know, yeah, definitely. Get, this, 
Yeah, get get this this body. I've been working out, man. I just gotta get that food thing, man. I gotta figure it out. I gotta crack the code, whatever that is. But we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> there you go. But man, listen, Wes, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, to my listeners, man, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it feels good not to be rushed. This is actually a finally a planned episode. That's not the day <laughs> of before recording. So, uh, and I'm back in my, my studio room. I'm still on my wife's laptop. So I'm not sure how my mic levels, uh, sound because I had them perfect on my laptop, but, uh, we're working through all of that, man. And I appreciate you guys being patient with me. Uh, Wes, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to close out, man. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal—I mean, not personal, professional—well, uh, in the words of encouragement or anything you want to share, I'm gonna give you the floor to do that, and we'll be out. Okay, thanks, man. Um, let me talk to. Uh, let me just talk to local pastors for a minute. Um, you know, again, like I said earlier, I don't have all the answers. I found myself in a situation that um, very few pastors would be prepared for, and. It was a, it was the most difficult process that I had ever been through in pastoral ministry, but it was so worth it. Um, and what I learned through those wilderness times and when we didn't have a building and it didn't seem like we were going to be able to keep the doors open, what I learned was the value of prayer and just, just simple faith and trusting God and waiting on Him. I tell um, the congregation on a regular basis, I had all these ideas, I had plans, things that I wanted to try that I thought could save the church, so to speak. And I look back mm-hmm. now, and if I'd have done any of those things, I would have messed up God's plan. You know, mm-hmm. I know I know that God is sovereign. I know that, that God was writing our story, but I, I could have gotten in his way, so to speak. And so... I didn't want to do that. I, I just, I simply waited. I simply trusted and, and I prayed. I spent time on my knees. I spent time seeking God. And so that's the most important thing. That is the most important thing that you can do when you're going through those difficult seasons. Um, is just wait on Him and trust Him and, 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 and just that simple childlike faith. Um, that's been key for me. Wow. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I think that that's going to bless a lot of people, man. Not just local pastors, man, just in people in general that may be going through a quote unquote wilderness, uh, stage, man. You know, prayer is definitely important to the bar listeners. Appreciate you guys turning, tuning into the bar. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, the bar podcast, Instagram, Twitter, the bar underscore podcast. Make sure you go to our website, thebarpodcast.com, as well as pick up some bar gear. You guys can't see it, but Wes has on one of our bar gear hats, the blue one with the white stripe. It's one of my favorites rocking right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. (laughs) You almost made me vomit on my own, on my own podcast. Uh, so go to thebarkid.com and uh, pick you up anything besides the blue and uh, and take a picture of it. Tag us and uh, we'll see y'all next time. God bless y'all and we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there